0: on this episode of Sex and Healing. Actually, this is all just one big game that's designed by our soul and we can take things a little bit lighter and not be so burdened by the weight of reality and we can remember, holy shit, I'm creating this. I am the creator of my reality. What do I want to create? What do I want to choose and the way that they've supported me, because I would not be here now, I would not be reveling in the year that has been and reflecting on the incredible ways that I have benefited and my, like, I fucking love my life, I love it. This is why I say that consciousness is the key, it's the gateway to everything. Basically, our mind and doing this work in the mind is going to unlock everything. That my relationship with myself is unwavering, that the love that I have for myself and the choices that I make for myself are incredibly loving and healthy, and that I make, maintain that commitment to myself above and beyond the commitments that I make to others. Now, I don't give that much credit to the 1st of January because the Gregorian calendar is a human-made structure that the universe doesn't really give a shit about. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's nice that you think that that's important. (laughs) But the laws of the universe do not care about the Gregorian calendar. And we have the collective consciousness of the 1st of January. So it is an amazing time to ride that energetic wave that's here because it is like waves in the ocean. You have to choose to ride that wave. Hello and welcome back to the Sex and Healing podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kiner, and thank you so much for joining me as we take a wild ride together through the realms of sex and healing. Today, I am recording on the 1st of January, 2021. I am coming to you from the brand new year, which is an amazing feeling because undoubtedly 2020 has been one of the toughest years we have faced collectively, probably since the world wars, I suspect. (laughs) But individually, we've no doubt been challenged, but what I've also seen in my own life and in the life of others that some of us also had an opportunity to thrive. So today's episode is just a little solo review of 2020, what I'm taking out of it, what lessons I received and how I might be able to apply that to my future moving forward. And hopefully there's some value in that for you as well. So when I look back at the year that was In fact, I did it today on my Instagram. I went back through my stories archive and I'll save that as a highlight for any of you that didn't get to see that on the 1st of January, my 2020 year in review. But I'm very grateful for such things as Instagram, saving my history for me (laughs) so that I can go back and really see in real time what I was doing, what I was thinking, what I was feeling. Well, to the extent that I was happy to share on Instagram anyway, but it certainly gave me a really great visual representation of my year and helped me actually remember many things that I forgot. So last night on New Year's Eve, I had a friend come over, we ordered some dinner and we sat together and reviewed our year and we had a look at what are all the things that we've achieved in 2020. And I think taking that time to really consciously reflect and to celebrate our achievements is of utmost importance because if you're anything like me, it's very easy to keep looking forward, to keep focused on goals. I know I personally have a, like a, well, we all have a negativity bias, but I also have a gift at spotting fault, (laughs) which is why one of my nicknames is Optimizer Prime (laughs) because I'm here to optimize everything and I make everything better. And that's certainly my intention, that everything and everyone that I touch is better off for having me in their life and that I offer in some way, shape or form a positive contribution in everything. But because I have these gifts of optimization and improvement, it means that I'm naturally spotting the fault that needs to be improved. So if I'm not careful with myself and if I'm not constantly balancing out that negativity bias with gratitude and reflection then I can get stuck in this perpetual cycle of thinking I haven't done enough. There's more to do and not really acknowledging myself for how far I've come. So to sit with my friend last night over dinner, I realized, holy shit, 2020 has been one of the best years of my life, which is kind of crazy to say. And I don't, I know that some people will be very sensitive to hearing that because 2020 has been so difficult and On the same token, I don't want to not celebrate the successful year that I've had because of that sensitivity that other people might be feeling because I undoubtedly have been through enough of my own adversity and enough of my own hardships and, in fact, I think it's quite hilarious because I had my ass kicked by life for the last, well, five years since my divorce has been, like, the biggest fucking lessons and being broken down in every way, mentally, emotionally, you know, financially in order to, I know spirit was doing all of that in order for me to access my true self. And it now feels like it's been time to start building upon that new foundation, that new understanding of who I am, free of all of those past pains and misunderstandings and limitations. So being the overachiever that I am, I just feel like I (laughs) sped through my lessons over the last three years. And the lessons that 2020 has been here to issue us collectively are things that I've already had an opportunity to look at in great depth and be able to transform and heal. So I feel like I'm just ahead of the pack a little bit. I was able to use 2021 to start building myself up, but that's not to say it wasn't without epic amounts of challenges as well, but I feel very, very grateful for these skills that I have to thrive in adversity and to thrive in challenge and that life presented me with many wonderful opportunities this year that I could really take and utilise to improve my life. So I do believe that each of us are living a life that is a reflection of the culmination of choices that we've made. And when I look at some of the privileges that I've had or that I do have and a lot of the guilt that has come from having that privilege, and it was actually my mum that said this to me a couple of years ago, And when I was traveling around the world and spirit was leading me nonstop, like to 30 different cities in a year and 10 different countries. And I wasn't in the same place for longer than six weeks in an entire year. And that is very hard for a little Cancerian that loves home to not have a home, to not have stability. But spirit was leading me in this way. And I know a lot of people envy that. And a lot of people think that because that was my life, I must be rolling in money and have all these opportunities. But actually there's a big part of me that was resisting it and I didn't want it. And I really just wanted a home and I wanted stability. And I knew how much other people wanted to travel. And here I was traveling to some degree against my will (laughs) and I didn't really want it. And I felt bad that I had this life of incredible freedom and opportunity. And my mom said to me, sweetheart, your life is a reflection of all of the choices that you've made up until now. And if someone else doesn't have those opportunities in their life, they've had their entire life to make new choices and to choose something different for themselves. And that's what they've chosen. So that was very liberating for me to realize that, yes, I am very lucky and yes, I am privileged in many ways. And a lot of that is because I have chosen to take those privileges and do what I have with them. And, that I needn't feel guilty or feel bad and that each of us as souls are having the life experience that we came here to have. And who are we to judge another soul's path? Who am I to say that my life is better than another or worse than another? I have no idea. And anyone that looks at my life and thinks that also has no idea. (laughs) We're just individuals, souls having the experiences that we need to have in this lifetime. So, I have a look at the life that I have now and I recognize that so much of this is because of what I choose. Yes, I feel like spirit has blessed me with many amazing opportunities and inherent personality traits and gifts that have allowed me to do that, but there was always the opportunity to not do that too and to say no to this adventure and to not face up to the challenge Because really, this incredible, rewarding life that I have now has been hard fucking work as well. And I have this innate tenacity to fight my demons, (laughs) to face my darkness, and that takes a lot of courage, but the rewards are epic. So as I was reflecting last night and having a look at the way that every single area of my life has improved and up-leveled this year. It really gave me this opportunity to be deeply humbled and grateful for myself and the choices that I've made. And I would say that the single defining thing of 2020, the characteristic that allowed me to take this year of great adversity and turn it into a year of triumph for myself was the willingness to invest in myself and I could not be who I am and where I am and doing what I'm doing right now without the incredible support that I've had. I have had amazing healers, amazing coaches, amazing mentors. I've had amazing spiritual experiences on very sacred land. I've had an amazing partner show up. And those things have contributed to making me who I am today. And without them, I wouldn't be here. I really, really, really see the value of investment. And we all have the power to transform our lives. Like in the end, this is just one big game. (laughs) It can feel so real at times, which is why it's called reality. (laughs) But if we shift out of that perspective and we go to this higher spiritual perspective, then we can see that actually this is all just one big game that's designed by our soul and we can take things a little bit lighter and not be so burdened by the weight of reality and we can remember, holy shit, I'm creating this. I am the creator of my reality. What do I want to create? What do I want to choose? You know, I look at um, computer games like The Sims where, You can basically create your reality. And I think, is anyone playing The Sims and choosing to create a life where they commute to a job that they don't really like and they sit in a cubicle for eight hours a day and then they commute home and they do that for almost all of the year and then they just get two weeks' holiday and they go somewhere? Like, is anyone choosing to create that in a virtual reality game? Absolutely fucking not. But yet people are choosing that. In this reality, people are choosing, and again, who am I to judge? Each soul is on their own path. But some people choose not to change and not to grow and not to capitalize on their potential and not to experience expansion. And if that's for you, that's for you. And if you want something else, then go create something else. Create something else by choosing to invest in it. And I often see people care about their financial investments greatly. So if you're putting money into something and you're losing money through that investment, you're going to take your money back out. There's no question about it. But when you're investing your personal energy into something and you're losing personal energy and not gaining as much, people don't change that. They're drained by their jobs. They're drained by their friendships. They're drained by their relationships and they just keep doing it. (laughs) They keep putting themselves into more and more energetic deficit. But if we looked at it as a financial investment, if we looked at our personal energy as a financial investment and how much we got back, guarantee people would be making different choices. So we have that choice for our future as well. Is like, where am I going to put my personal energy? And yes, there's a financial component to it. You have to financially prioritize your own growth as well. And if that isn't something that you're willing to do to financially invest in your own growth, growth will still happen. You can still learn, you can still research, you can still grow, you can still question, but the rate of growth inevitably is very, very different. When you choose to invest in yourself with a coach or a mentor or a healer or in an upgrade of your physical space or new skills to get to further your education to improve your career, That comes at a financial cost, yes, but it also comes with the opportunity to be fast-tracked. The more you invest into yourself, the more you're going to get back. So I look at my year and I think, thank God for the choices I made and for the people I chose to invest in and the way that they've supported me because I would not be here now. I would not be reveling in the year that has been and reflecting on the incredible ways that I have benefited and my like I fucking love my life I love it you know I've just been away for eight days on Nusa Lembongan this amazing tropical paradise that feels like I'm living in a postcard and basically it's my backyard so I have eight days in heaven and then I come home and the feeling that I have when I walk in my door is one of such overwhelming happiness to be home I'm so happy to be in my physical environment. I'm so happy to get on my scooter and ride down the street and have my coffee this morning on the 1st. I'm so happy to go and train today because I've fallen in love with personal training because I invested in a personal trainer, a fantastic personal trainer. So all of these things are the payoffs of my investments. Just taking a quick break here to tell you about our amazing sponsor, Maeve. There is no shame in your pleasure. In fact, it's about time that sensual satisfaction becomes part of your health routine. Mave is the app with a whole audio library of sexy stories, guided sessions and sound experiences created by top-notch writers and experts in orgasmic living and brought to life by the most sultry voices and soundscapes. Fresh audios to explore your self-pleasure but also to spice up intimacy with your partner are added weekly. The Sex and Healing podcast is proudly sponsored by the Mave app, which can be found at withMAVE.com. MAVE Maeve has a current Kickstarter campaign and would love to get your support to launch on Android. Check out their amazing pledges and consider giving the gift of pleasure this holiday season. So I would recommend that you do the same, that you review 2020 and have a look at what you gained and how you grew. And a lot of that is... A mind game, and it's about how we choose to perceive things. So, this is a skill that will allow you to take your own personal empowerment out of any situation. Doesn't matter whether on the surface layer it looks like someone has wronged you, or you've lost something, or something has been bad, because undoubtedly that's how a lot of people will feel about 2020. But if you look at those things and you say to yourself, How am I a better person? for having experienced this who am i now compared to who i was in 2019 and how have i grown and changed what do i have in my life now that i didn't have in 2019 what have i received what have i been given where have i grown any of these kind of questions are allowing us or empowering us to equilibrate the mind So rather than looking at the negative and the loss and the lack, we're able to shift it around and look at the positive. So this is that concept, the age-old concept of yin and yang. It's like this perfect harmony that the world exists in, and we live in this giant fucking universe that's held together by equal numbers of positive and negative atoms. Like the universe is in balance at all times, perfectly in balance. But our perception might make us see things as bad or might make us see things as good. And neither of those things is gonna bring us true happiness and contentment because it puts the power outside of ourselves. But if we can see things in balance and in harmony and we see the good and the bad in everything, then we're no longer attached to needing things to be a certain way. We allow ourselves to be in that equilibrated state. So if you imagine like a pendulum, Down the bottom of the pendulum, it swings so far from left to right. But as you go higher and higher up the pendulum, the swing is uh, smaller. The distance between left and right is smaller. So when when you have very fundamental views of right and wrong and good and bad, you are down the very bottom of the pendulum and it swings so far from left to right. Your good reality can be so good. Your bad reality can be so bad. But as you start to equilibrate your mind and see the good and the bad and everything, then you start to move further and further up that pendulum so that that swing is less and less. But the ideal state is when the pendulum is centred right down the middle and that state of equilibrium is true joy and true contentment. It's the state of enlightenment that all the Buddhists and, you know, the basically all spiritual religions and traditions talk about it in some degree is that there's this inner state of peace that's available to us at all times so even if you still exist down the bottom of the pendulum and you have very extreme views of right and wrong and good and bad you still have the opportunity to have moments and glimpses of transcendence beyond that reality But the more you can continue to do this in your mind is no longer seeing things as strictly good and strictly bad and instead balancing it out, then you stabilize that pendulum and you can see beyond it. So the dream is to step off the pendulum altogether and just exist in that constant unwavering state that's not an emotional state of happiness, but it's this inner state of joy. And it's not human love that's tied with hate. It's unconditional divine love. And it's not peace that's the relief from conflict. It's an inner state of peace that goes beyond that. So equilibrating our mind and taking the power back from these concepts of good and bad and right and wrong allows us to access those inner states of empowerment. So if we have a look at 2020 and you're stuck in any way of thinking that was bad or that was wrong, or I had loss, then you equilibrate the mind by saying, Well, what did I gain? And how did that also serve me? And what is also good? And even when life is good, we don't want to be attached to that. That's like working so hard to keep the pendulum up one side, like you're you're still grasping to maintain it. But if instead you can say, These are all wonderful things, and I know life is going to change, and of course, with this good will also come challenge, then it's not going to grip us in the same way and this is essentially where that that saying that this too shall pass comes in very handy I remember when I first heard that I was like why would you want to believe that because when good things happen you don't want to think about this passing but that is the nature of life and it is going to pass so if you're attached to it not expecting it to pass, then you're going to suffer greatly when it's gone. So if instead you can just be in it and appreciate it when it's there, knowing that hardship is a part of life and adversity is a part of life and that hardship and adversity is the transformative gold of life, the more adversity and challenge that we have, the more opportunity for transformation we also have. So it's nice to walk a comfortable life and not get challenged very often. And I see this a lot. (laughs) So I think, gosh, I have so many meltdowns sometimes, like these people must think I'm crazy. But then I'm like, yeah, well, you're having so many meltdowns, Erin, because you're willing to face what's inside of you. And you're willing to have a look at your subconscious programming by stretching yourself into a new environment. But if you just went back into your comfortable old job, where you knew what you were doing every day and you didn't challenge yourself and you went home and you did the same thing all the time and you hung out with the same people and you didn't experience any newness, then yeah, you wouldn't be having meltdowns because you're not diving into the depth of your psyche to discover more about yourself. You're staying in your comfort zone. And that is great for a period of time. There's no doubt about that. It's nice to have some reprieve from challenge. It's necessary actually, but it's not the kind of life that I came to live and if I still had a regular job and I came home and just watched tv and just hung out with the same people like I see some people in my past that are like that they're still hanging out with the same people doing the same thing that we were doing 15-20 years ago which astounds me I get so bored and I need change (laughs) and I need adventure and I need growth it's part of my core need is growth and expansion so it's okay that other people don't, but I would suspect if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> there's a part of you that wants growth as well. There's part of you that's curious about learning and experiencing more. So each soul to their own, <laughs> each path to their own. <laughs> but I'm going to take the assumption that we're all here because we want to grow. So reflect on 2020 and ask. How am I a better person? How have I grown? What have I learned? What have I received? How am I better now? What skills do I have? What understandings do I have? What capacity have I experienced? And then my friend and I started to reflect on what we wish to let go of. What are we still holding on to from 2020 that we no longer need? And essentially, for me, it's like my entire brain. (laughs) Just get rid of the old brain, please. The old one that has been conditioned with fear and self-doubt and mistrust and like all, I can't believe how much mental and psychological growth I've gone through this year and how much of my mind and my personal power and my sexuality I have reclaimed And for me, sexuality is a very psychological journey because it is the mind that gets conditioned with all of the shame and the guilt and the judgments and misunderstanding about sexuality. So as you go and have these new sexual experiences, you're going into parts of your psyche you haven't been before, and it's undoubtedly filled with guilt and shame and misunderstanding and fear, and you have to fucking process a whole heap of that stuff in order to reclaim sexuality but this is why I say that consciousness is the key it's the gateway to everything basically our mind and doing this work in the mind is going to unlock everything if you want to deepen your heart and you want to open your heart and you want to experience more love you go into the mind and you have a look at what is there stopping you from experiencing more love it's belief systems and past experiences and subconscious programming and childhood conditioning that we had so for me Sexuality has been a massive uh, mental journey. And so, when I think about what I'm ready to let go of, it's like, (laughs) let's just let go of the entire old brain of 2020 and beyond, like everything before that, because there is so much newness to be experienced and so many new neural pathways that I've laid and so many new belief systems that I'm conditioning myself with now to free myself of these past pains and past limitations. So you can also reflect on what you wish to let go of, what no longer serves you. And then the third and final step is to look forward and look at 2021 and to say, what do I want to create? And so I did this on the 18th of December in a workshop with my dear friend Donna, who I'm co-teaching with in our leadership course next year. And I usually choose words as my theme for the year. And my words for 2020 were erotic, and receive. And now I fucking nailed that. <laughs> and I those words came to me around October November 2019. And the words do kind of start to show themselves to me in advance. So it's the chicken or the egg. Are we creating our future or is the future already created and we're tapping into it? Like both are true. So when I tap into these words, I already have a sense of my path and my direction. I'm getting uh, energetic information from my future self, really, of what's to come. So when you tune in like that, it's very easy to create your reality because you've got an idea of what's for you and what's coming and what's the next layer of your life experience. So in this workshop with Donna on the 18th of December, I thought, fuck, it's the 18th of December. And I've not even thought about my words for next year. (laughs) They've not presented themselves to me. I've not been focused at all on 2021. So it was beautiful to a get that recognition that I absolutely nailed erotic and receive. And as I turned towards 2021, I just saw this giant ball of silver light and I was like, oh, my word is expansion. <laughs> it was just so clear to me that, you know, my intention, one of the beautiful things that I've learned from 2021 is like not to chase goals in the way that I used to, but instead work towards slow and steady progress in the direction of my goals to constantly be moving in that direction. So not to say, okay, I'm personal training. So I want to lose this much weight by this much time. Like that's quite an abstract idea really for me to choose a number of kilos I want to lose in an a a date that I think that I can lose it by and then work my ass off to try and make it happen. And then either feel really good that I did it or really disgruntled that I didn't disgruntled and disempowered instead, if I just know that I'm constantly moving in that direction. So I'm constantly dropping body fat to some degree while I'm constantly growing in strength. That's what matters is that that trajectory is continuing that it's not a goal that I'm going to reach and either feel good or not, or and then what comes after that. So for me that expansion is like, okay, look at the way my life is up-leveled in every single way. I want to keep moving in that direction at a slow and steady pace in a sustainable, stable way so that my life can continue to grow and grow and grow and that this isn't a one-hit-wonder moment of my life where i First out of the gates, got everything that I wanted, and then I couldn't sustain it. And that is an absolute energetic truth <laughs> is that we need to be capable of sustaining change. And this is why nature grows in a slow and steady way <laughs> because if a tree grows too quickly and it hasn't developed the roots, then it's going to bowl over. Like it needs to have the foundation and the stability in order to sustain the growth so the more the roots grow the higher the tree goes and the more the roots grow the wider the tree grows so my goals for 2021 is to continue to create that in my life is slow and steady progress in the direction of my goals the other energy that I really want to guide my year is ease and I recognize that I really thrive in simplicity and that overcomplicating anything becomes stressful for me. And that's not fantastic, but I love to perfect things. So if I can find the easiest way to make the kind of impact that I want to make in the world and create the life that I want, if that expansion comes with complication, I'm not going to be able to sustain it. So expansion and ease are my guiding words for 2021. And then on a personal level, what is my intention? And my intention is exceptional relationships. So I am building an exceptional relationship with my man and it feels amazing to have met someone with the same values and the same quality and the same willingness to invest in creating something exceptional because I've always been this person that wants exceptional relationships and when I look at the relationships that I've had in the last couple of years, I can be doing all that hard work on my side. Absolutely. It's not up to anyone else for me to be able to choose that. But if I'm not being matched in that and someone doesn't value it in the same way and someone doesn't meet me, then in the end that's an unsustainable relationship and that's not what I choose for myself. So it's amazing to have a partner that also is as dedicated to growth and expansion and personal development and relationship development So when I think exceptional relationships, I think exceptional relationships with the people in my life. That looks like relationships with people committed to their own personal growth and their own healing. It means attracting people that feel like my equals and have beautiful things to contribute to my life as I have to contribute to theirs. It means people that are invested in maintaining the health of the relationship as much as I am. Then I think about an exceptional relationship with myself. Most importantly for me, this is about my development towards earned, secure attachment, that my relationship with myself is unwavering, that the love that I have for myself and the choices that I make for myself are incredibly loving and healthy and that I maintain that commitment to myself above and beyond the commitments that I make to others. I think about having an exceptional relationship with God and my spirituality and showing up for that in the way that I want spirit to show up for me. I think about having an exceptional relationship with my body and it's amazing what six months of personal training has done for me, honestly, to be in the strongest body that I've ever had and the overall strongest body I've ever had, I should say, because I've certainly been active in my past but if you're doing yoga then you get strong at yoga and if you're playing water polo you get strong at water polo but i feel like what i'm doing now with weights training is actually training my entire body in a very um like regimented it's maybe not quite the right word but in this systemized way that ensures that my entire body's functioning is uh expanding at the same rate you know that my mobility and my strength and that it's very balanced and supportive of all of the functioning of my body. So that's teaching me a lot about my body is showing me a lot about the mental relationship and the love that I have for my body. But I just love feeling good <laughs> and training makes me feel so good and eating well, eating clean makes me feel so good. I had some sugar when I was away and it, just, it makes me feel disgusting. And it's amazing that making these choices is so easy for me now. It doesn't feel like any kind of struggle or any kind of sacrifice. It feels like an absolute joy to make the choices that puts me into exceptional relationship with my body. And I know that that can only ever deepen and grow. And then I want to have an exceptional relationship with money. So I love money. I always have loved money. Money has come to me easily. Life has always come to me easily, to be honest. Like, I never had to apply myself at school, ever. (laughs) I excelled academically without any effort, which made me very, very lazy because then when something came up that I had to apply myself to, I was like, fuck that. I haven't done that for 12 years of education. Boring. (laughs) So when I, it's, it's a wonderful thing that life comes easy, but am I maximizing my potential by just taking the easy road, easy road. <laughs> no. So when I think about money, I've had it easy and I've been very blessed, but I questioned if I was managing my partner's money, would I manage it differently? And I was like, oh, fuck yes. If I was managing the money for a business that I shared with someone else, would I manage my money differently? I was like, fuck yes. So why don't I show up like that for myself? Why do I not put the same investment of time and energy and education into my finances in order to experience the fullness of the potential of my finances? Like that feels fucking exciting to me. (laughs) So an exceptional relationship with money is also part of my goals. And one of the really insightful things that I've learned this week was the importance of having your conscious goals and intentions be aligned with your subconscious needs. So our subconscious is this constant needs seeking machine. And when I think about my highest needs, it's connection. Without doubt, it's love and connection. So if I'm making goals that are not aligned with love and connection, or they feel like in some ways they're going to take away from love and connection, then ultimately I'm going to self-sabotage because my subconscious mind is always going to win. The programming of your subconscious mind will always trump your conscious mind. It doesn't matter how much you want it in the conscious, the subconscious is running the show. So what I realized was that I enjoy, I started personal training this year A, because I'd wanted to for quite a while, but B, because Mars was retrograding in my second house for six months. And so I knew astrologically, I have this energy of Mars lighting up the sector to do with the physical body for six months when Mars usually only stays there for two months. So I was like, okay, this is amazing astrological energy to capitalize on. What a great time to start personal training. I've been meaning to do it. I'll do it now. And that's been able to kickstart the, the process of personal training. And I love it. But also when I met my partner and to explore and experience sexuality to the degree that we do, it's important for me to train. And he said that to me at the beginning, it's really important that you get fit (laughs) and it's important that you eat well because you're going to need it. You're going to need the stamina and you're going to need the endurance. And to couple those two intentions together, both my own personal intention, but then also love and connection how significantly this now factors into the depth of love and connection that I can experience just adds so much motivation for me. Like I, there's no question in my mind of whether I'm going to train anymore. It just is, and I love it, which is the first time in the 38 years that I've ever felt that way about exercising ever. It's always been an effort and something that I make myself do because I think that I should or I have to or whatever. But now it's actually just such a joy. So if you can work out what your primary needs are, so I need love and connection. I need comfort. I need safety. I need personal development and growth. So when I look at all the goals that I want to set for 2021, they have to be linked back to these things. We have to see the direct correlation between what our subconscious needs and what our conscious wants. And when those things are aligned together, then you've, you're so much more likely to achieve those goals because you've got your like this coherence between the conscious and the subconscious. And then that amazingly powerful subconscious driver is driving you towards your goals. So exceptional relationships, 2021, come at me. (laughs) And so as we sit here, as I wrap up this episode on the 1st of January, now I don't give that much credit to the 1st of January because the Gregorian calendar is a human made structure that the universe doesn't really give a shit about. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's nice that you think that that's important. (laughs) But the laws of the universe do not care about the Gregorian calendar. But we have a massive collective consciousness associated with the first of Jan because most of humanity lives by the Gregorian calendar, so most of humanity believe it and then you think about that collective belief system there is absolutely a wave of energy at the beginning of the year that we can capitalize on and we can ride that collective energy in order to kind of launch or propel us towards what we want and to really believe in that concept of letting go and leaving behind. So I don't care so much about the 1st of January. What I do really care about is astrology. And the fact that the celestial bodies in our solar system all have a electromagnetic field that is in communication with each other. So I, now this is just a theory I hypothesize if anyone can prove it as true or disprove it as true (laughs) or prove that it's not true, (laughs) please let me know. But what I know is the electromagnetic field of the earth is strongest at our north and south pole. So you're going to feel the field of earth the strongest if you live near the poles. If you live on the equator, like I do, it's the weakest part of earth's electromagnetic field, which I believe makes us more sensitive to be able to feel the influence of the electromagnetic field of the other celestial bodies. And I've spoken to surfers who say that the tides and the way the moon controls the tide in Indonesia is significantly more powerful than what it is in Australia. So I think that's also evidence of these the influence of these electromagnetic fields. So I do think that the movement of the celestial bodies and the influence they have, is very real and very powerful and, of course, it's open to human interpretation, which is where I think we go wrong. (laughs) If you read the horoscope in the newspaper, of course, that's not an accurate representation of what the movement of our universe is doing and how that impacts you as an individual and your personal constitution. But I do think that the movement of the celestial bodies has an incredible impact that we can capitalize on. So a lot of what we went through in 2020 was predicted by astrologers. The exact outcomes of 2020 were not so much predicted, but what they can do is they can look back historically and say, okay, when we were under these influences last time, what happened? And then when they look at that, they can say, okay, so we can predict a pandemic, So the last time this happened was uh, in the 80s and the AIDS pandemic. So I know that we're shifting into new territory energetically, astrologically, and we have the collective consciousness of the 1st of January. So it is an amazing time to ride that energetic wave that's here because it is like waves in the ocean. You have to choose to ride that wave. And if you're aware that it's coming, you can position yourself to take best advantage of it rather than get smacked down by it because you didn't know it was coming or you're unprepared for it. So that's why I love astrology because to me it's just a weather forecast and like we'd use a normal weather forecast to say, oh, it's chance of rain, so I'll take my raincoat. Then I can say, oh, Mars is in my second house, best time to start personal training. <laughs> so this is an incredible time to reflect and to review and to intend what your future holds and I cannot recommend highly enough the power of investing in yourself and aligning yourself with the people that can lead you into the next expression of your life and your soul and your purpose here on earth And so in 2021, I'm launching two courses. And if you feel aligned to that and you want support in that, I would absolutely love to have you come and be held in these amazingly powerful, transformative, energetic containers. So I have worship coming up, which is my Liberation Through Sexuality course, and we are running a free webinar for that in January. So you can head to erinkiner.com forward slash courses And you'll be able to click on worship and you'll find the link to register for the webinar. So that's free and that will be one hour. And we're going to be diving into the content of worship. I'll be able to answer any questions that you might have. And then I will lead us through an energetic experience as well. So you will get a feel for the energy and the power of this course. And my intention is that everyone that attends that webinar walks away a changed person. Whether you choose to invest in yourself through worship or not is irrelevant. I want you, if you're giving your time to me, I want you to take something away with you. So my intention is that, yes, it's informative about the course, but more importantly than that, that it's transformative and that you will gain something positive from choosing to join us for the worship webinar So that is in January. And then in February, I'm also launching Leadership, which is a 10-month-long total life transformation with my amazing friend and my personal healer, Donna. And there is a podcast with Donna that will share much more about that. And again, if you head to erinkiner.com forward slash courses, you'll find the link to leadership and be able to read a lot more about what that course is about. So I would love for you to join me deep, deep, deep in the bottom of my heart is a unwavering desire to transform this world and to leave everyone that I meet in a better place than how I found them. And there is nothing more satisfying for me than going to bed at the end of each night and putting my head on the pillow and knowing that I've made a difference in this world. It is such an honor to be me and to have received the gifts that I have that allows me to transform lives in such profound ways. It is truly a joy. And I hope that you can feel the authenticity of that and the truth of my heart and my intention. And that if you feel called or inspired or excited to join me for one of those courses, that you reach out and you let me know and you come and join us for this wild ride that is life and transformation and sexuality and to create the life of your dreams in the way that I have and that you take it from someone that's <laughs> done the work and paid the price and it's not easy. There's, you work hard for the success, but it is the most rewarding, satisfying thing ever to fucking love life. So please reach out. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you. If you've got any questions, if you've got any insights, if there's someone in your life that you think would benefit from this, please share it and please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I am sending you all of my love. I am sending you my greatest intentions, my all of my support and anything that I have that I can offer you for you to create the 2021 of your dreams. I love you. And I will see you in the next episode.